Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friends of the Force, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm your host, Sarah. And welcome to our Star Wars Resistance series, Bebo's Book Report. We are so excited to officially kick off Remembering Resistance Day weekend, you could say. It's, it's, it's kind of strange, Sarah. It's like a day, but we like to make a whole weekend out of it because there's just not enough resistance in our lives. So here we are, starting on Friday at the time of this release for this episode, and I am so excited to finally be back. Did you want to tell our listeners, maybe first-time listeners, what Remembering Resistance Day is and why we're here to celebrate? Yeah, whether or not you have listened to the podcast before, happy Remembering Resistance Day. And this is a day that we created last year just with the hashtag Remembering Resistance to talk about um, and share our love for resistance and kind of have a place where the resistance-loving community can come together and talk about the show that we all really enjoy that doesn't get um, the limelight as much as some of the other aspects of the Star Wars franchise. So it's August 29th. So if you're listening to this on Friday, it is this Sunday, but you can continue to use the hashtag today, tomorrow, and throughout the year um, to talk about resistance. And uh, we hope that you will join us, not just for today's episode, but for the whole weekend. Yeah. I'm so excited though to be back talking about resistance. You know, we've been on like our bad batch high republic train for so long long since we did this last year as well which there's a ton of episodes uh from the first remembering resistance that we did in 2020 which kind of started out as a <laughs> i think as like a pandemic project and then slowly yeah. slowly evolved into like an actual thing that people are really excited about now every year so that was fun that was unexpected but here we are and i'm glad that we're doing it yet again uh, mm-hmm. for another year so for all of you who haven't watched the show definitely give it a try because all two seasons are on disney plus like why aren't you watching it right now like pause us get rid of us go go <laughs> yeah, watch resistance immediately <laughs> yeah you deserve that joy in your life right now and i mean we're pretty great but uh niku and kaz that's that's really where it's at so you can't you can't beat that duo at all not at all yeah so if you want to participate this weekend even if it's your first time watching or you've watched both seasons a hundred times use the hashtag remembering resistance share your creations whether it's a podcast episode or a blog post or a cosplay or you made like a resistance cake and want to show it off like if you made like an actual gork cake which i mean like send me a slice if you did just say <laughs> share whatever you feel on social media use that hashtag and spread the love so very very exciting weekend ahead of us In case you didn't see our post on Twitter or just would like a reminder, we have a whole slate of episodes coming out from us this weekend, including this episode that you're listening to right now of Resistance Shorts, as well as an interview with story artist and episodic director Sergio Paez on Saturday, the 28th, alongside our Resistance Retrospective on the 29th, Remembering Resistance Day, an interview with executive producer and head writer Brandon Allman, And exclusive to the Patreon, an episode on Star Wars Adventure Comics number 16 and 17, which are two Star Wars Resistance comics. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff. Yeah, I'm really happy with what we're putting out this year. So please check them all out. Enjoy the heck out of it. We hope that you are just as excited to have Resistance uh, living and breathing in the Star Wars fandom right now. Let's, Let's just make it last as long as we can, because it is an exciting time. We're in that sweet spot, Sarah. Like nothing's happening right now. (laughs) you know like we're we're right after bad batch right before star wars visions we couldn't have planned this more perfectly honestly so here we are 
our foresight was like impeccable last year clearly maybe we're force sensitive (laughs) and i mean to let you know uh listeners that this date was chosen because on august 29th 2018 that was where we got a video posted to youtube that introduced us to who team fireball is and all of the characters and got us excited for the series so we thought that was a great date to play on this day around yeah absolutely so we're just gonna get right into it now so today's episode we are going back through the star wars resistance shorts collection so if you don't know about the shorts there's 12 of them they all premiered in the month of december 2018 they're about like a minute minute and a half each you can find them on youtube we're gonna post a link because this is a watch along episode so we're gonna like live react to each of them and kind of do a short discussion afterwards just about what we loved from each one but they're so much fun. Also, if you have the DVD for Star Wars Resistance, which <laughs> season one, you can still find that DVD online. Let me tell you, it's it's worth so get the twenty dollars. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only physical media of Star Wars Resistance that is available. I am still very sad that I don't own season two on DVD, which is like or Blu-ray even. I'm just like, what? Where is it? Oh, Give me Blu-ray. the shorts. We, des- we deserve the Blu-ray releases, if you yeah. ask me. So yeah, we are here to discuss the shorts. So I want to start, Sarah, with like our overall thoughts on the shorts and like why we enjoyed them. We've watched them once through and we're mm-hmm. going to watch them again now. Tell me a little bit about what you loved about the shorts and like why they stick out to you to add to that Star Wars Resistance tapestry. What I enjoy about them is they tell a great story in like 60 to 90 seconds and it's a full story that's so easy to grasp on. and enjoy the ride that you're getting because you don't really know where they're going um and they're always pretty adventurous so they're just great little bite-sized stories about resistance and some of them feature flicks and orca and they did not get enough screen time during this series so to get little more bites of them is just super lovely yeah I i love how they do feel like still as part of the show but there's also this like vibe to them as if they were some sort of like Pixar short, like something that you would watch before a Pixar movie in theaters. Like that's still really quality, but like, yeah, like tells the story so concisely and in such mm-hmm. a humorous way. And I did love also the, the, the focus on Flix and Orca throughout some of these. Uh, also Bucket. There were really a couple of good Bucket, bucket ones. <laughs> there were some racing sequences that were really exciting. And also there was the Buggles one. So just there's a lot of good stuff. And Niku. Uh, we got a whole short on Niku that I cannot wait to watch again. (laughs) So it's good stuff. And I would say if you haven't watched them, please go do so because they're such a wonderful thing to experience. And if you're going to watch along with us for the first time, that's even better because we can all experience it together. So uh, I really do love these shorts though. I I can't wait to talk about them. So should we just get into it? Should we just get into the the thick of it? it. As the backyardigans would say. We love them. Again, we have a, a link to the list of shorts that we're going to go through. So we're going to start with a Bucket's Quest. So here it is. Okay, first thing I have to say is the fact that Bucket wakes up in the morning without the the helmet. It's a look. I, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way. But like, obviously the Bucket hat makes sense for his shape technically you're always naked bucket like that's such a good line you can figure out where you left it 
I love the music right here. Feels very Pixar-y. That's kind of what I was thinking of when I made mm. that comment. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, Droid babies, I love them. Flix and Orca! <laughs> Did you lose weight? Sorry. If you need a new one, pal, you know, we can sell you an even better replacement. He looks so sad. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> yes! Calm down, Bucket. This is amazing. BB-8's best look. Honestly, he looks so snazzy in the helmet. It does. She's right. It the propeller hat, though, like, brilliant, brilliant. The comedy of that. Oop. Hey, I found your helmet. <laughs> Cass is like, look, I did it. Oh my god. Okay, so. And that's it. This one is so fun. Like, the first thing I gotta say is again, naked bucket is iconic. Like the fact that that's what's under his helmet. Gotta say at the end too, like the propeller helmet reminds mm -hmm. me a little bit of that picture. I think it's a picture of like BB-8 with the knife taped to the top of his head, or it might be like the First Order droid and like how somebody did that and they played like yeah. the "Wake Me Up, Wake Me Up." It's no, oh my god! And they played that song with the <laughs> with BB-8 rolling around with the knife on his head, and I just like I, I think of that when I watch it. And it's really funny, but um, yeah, this was a wonderful episode, and BB-8's look is just. I think that's the best he's ever looked wearing Bucket's helmet, truly. Honestly, he should consider wearing a helmet full time. Not only would his, it save his, um, his head from any stumbles, but it's a cute look for him for sure. But like, you also have to think about Bucket and it's clear that his design was made with that helmet in mind. So with it off, he's just like, so unproportional. Yeah. I do uh, love Kaz's comment too. Technically, you're always naked. That was, that was great. Yes, that was good it's stuff. so funny. Yeah. One last point, too, is I love all the droids when they're lined up and they're kind of making fun of him for <laughs> for not having yes. his uh, for not having his helmet. And uh, one of them is Clink, who we saw in the Bad Batch, the the, the Clink droid. So, um, yeah, he's he's truly iconic. Still one of the best looking droids in all of Star Wars. Anyways, I digress. This is a Clink stand account now. I think all droids are beautiful. They're just yeah. all so cute. They're all so darn cute. What is Star Wars without droids? It's nothing, really. Quite literally nothing. Yeah. Who cares so, about the humans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up is the search for Kaz. So, let's kick it away. Hey, BB-8. Have you seen Kaz? <laughs> I need to make sure he's up to speed on these new targeting computers. Can you go find him for me? I love that we're getting BB-8's perspective here. Like, yes. getting his point of view. I think that's really funny. Mm -hmm. Droid! Not something we've ever seen before with this point of view. And then we're getting buggles as well. Like, I think it's funny that we get both sides of that interaction. With the heated breath <laughs> fogging up oh, his yeah, sensor. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Oh, Mr. Big Shot? <laughs> I love that Auntie's just vibing. Yeah, she's got some moves. Buggles reminds me of my dog, who is like, Sarah, <laughs> let's play right now. Yeah, Uyghur has me learning this new targeting computer, but I have a question for him. Can you go find him for me? <laughs> <laughs> the music there. Wah, wah. Like, that's such yeah. a great to make it, such a great um, beat to make that moment even funnier. 
Yeah. I will say what I love about this is like Buggles continuing to follow BB-8 because this is probably early in season one when BB-8 and Kaz are, are brand new to the Colossus. So mm-hmm. BB-8 is newer. He's a newer crewmate and Buggles is just so curious about him and wants to follow him everywhere. And I just think that's so adorable. It's like when it's like when a dog meets a new person, you're just like, they just like want to follow you. And they're like, ah, yes, I want to follow you now. And everywhere oh, yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Or just my dogs quite literally all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. Yeah. 100% that, of the time. That's one of my dogs too. It's just like wherever I sit, the moment I sit down, she's sprinting over and looking at my face. So like very, yeah. very buggles like. But also the nice thing about this episode too, is it shows the scale of the colossus the fact that like bb8 yeah. has to navigate all of that and he's just like out of <laughs> out of breath by the end <laughs> he's mm-hmm, just like oh, mm-hmm. come on i just traveled all the way over here it also feels like a little bit of a slice of life because mm-hmm. kaz is working on something every day and the one guy they bump into is you know just around in the marketplace bringing his stuff um bringing his stuff around and then we go to aunt z's so it's really just a very normal day for all of the characters which mm-hmm. in a show we might get some of those normal parts, but part of the whole thing is is the adventure that you're following. So it's it's by nature an abnormal experience for them. So mm-hmm. the normalcy of it all is lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Our next short is called GLN, and it features a pit droid named GLN. I mean, it, okay, that, that was pretty obvious. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's kick it. GLN looks bored. Yeah, I got some guy here. Have a sip of my blurred fire. We Blurred love fire. Okay, the blurred, blurred fire. fire. I'm pretty sure this is like a drink recipe that you can actually make in some sort of cookbook or at Galaxy's Edge. Like I'm certain it's real. And she said that. One sip of the blurred fire was all he needed. You annoy her almost <laughs> as much as you annoy me. You know what I hate? Hmm. When people get so caught up in their Flicks. own world that they stop paying attention. Ah, welcome. <laughs> That's everyone these days. How's GLN doing? Ugh, he looks a little down. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> you got no <laughs> <laughs> honestly orca is me when i think i make a really funny joke <laughs> this is so wonderful the way that this pit droid when he takes his first sips of the blurg fire and you just kind of see him like kind of like jumpy in the background right before he just starts going nuts <laughs> and i love the fact that like flicks and orca are like you know what i hate <laughs> when people get so caught up in their own little world that they miss what's mm-hmm. going on around him like as he's running behind with the little ladle just like hitting people with it it's just so funny and then he like jumps up on the thing and it's like he's like dancing on the pole (laughs) (laughs) the gag is so obvious but you know it works like it it so clearly works the visual style of the show lends itself so well to this kind of humor and it's so funny to watch these two kind of scenes happen at the same time. Like clearly things are not going well for GLN. He is too hyped, too much hype. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Aunt Z and Flix and Orca are having this kind of serious conversation about the gossip. And, you know, I would like, want to get more of both of these scenes in action. This also has some big 
I remember my first beer vibes. <laughs> Which like isn't an insult to anybody. It's just like a common saying people always say like when somebody gets kind of kind of wild when they when they drink a beer, uh but it's it kind of felt like that like the pit droid has like a tiny sip of this blurg fire is just like I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. And everyone's like calm down a little a little bit. <laughs> like this slow is, slow your roll. <laughs> this is truly like such an experience that I had when I was briefly in Italy and there was somebody on our trip who, um, in my college trip who like didn't really drink at all. And like, that's totally fine. But then they had a glass of wine and um, they're like, I'm so drunk right now. And we're like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that person and GLN same energy. And I have to respect it. Honestly, yeah, we, I love it. we, ha- we all have to have that moment at some point. Yeah. And it's, a, this is, it makes for a great gag in the episode. And this this short is one of my favorites as well. Like it just is so pitch perfect. All right, up next is treasure chest. So let's let's take it away. Lix, Orca found us at the bottom of the ocean. Hmm. Oh, it's completely sealed up. Oh, I love surprises. We'll take it, Sonora. <laughs> <laughs> I love surprises. I love how they're just maniacally laughing. They and like hitting it with hammers best star wars couple for sure i love them bombs and old antique imperial ones i think no, don't touch them bombs you set the timer off don't just stand there you tweedle brain that's such a good good one we got to say no 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 vaporized oh that's a good point we got to say wait what you can't Oh my god, he's, he's like, we gotta disable them by shooting them. <laughs> I, I love the beeps faster trope. Honestly, it's funny that, um, like, Flix and Orca, they go between, like, being really worried about their own deaths and being like, everything is bad and we're okay with it. Like, in um, No Escape, how they're just, like, sitting in the box. They're like, we've been here for days. We're waiting to be shipped to Flix's mom's planet. Like... <laughs> like, like... Oh, I love this one. I love this one because it's just so classically Flix and Arca. Like, the banter is so good. Like, I have nothing to complain about on this one. And the fact that the gag, like, repeats itself at the end is amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, stunning. Yeah. I think this might be my favorite short of all of them, to be honest. Because, yeah, it's just that comedic timing of Sonara being like, hey, I found another one right after they're just like, no, never again. And they're like, yes. And then you hear the explosion and all the fish just, like, popping up behind them. And I'm just like, oh, my God, they weren't duds. They actually went off in the water. It's like, oh, no. The best part about it is Flix is like, I love surprises. And then like the surprise is terrible. And, he, and then he's like, I love surprises. Like <laughs> the the short term memory on that one, you know, or or the like, you know what? The surprise is more exciting, mm-hmm. even if the outcome is is scary. So it's just so, so funny. Yeah. I just have to say, though, like I love Flix and Orca so much. Like they are just not talked about enough when we. No. in the general star wars conversation but they are really the best star wars couple i said it once and i'll say it again like i also wish we could see them in live action like that would be pretty cool like i just side oh, sidebar I, here i think that would be hilarious and um i also think that 
I wish we would get like a spinoff show of just them running their shop, even if it's like 15 minute shorts, because I think it would be so funny to watch their day to day. And like, also, oh, I really, yeah. really would like a confirmation about the relationship because they're clearly coded as space husbands. And it's that like, it's pretty explicit that that's the case, but they've never really called each other that. And I, and I know it's like a kid's kid's show, but like, whatever they deserve to call each other, their space husbands. Yes. That's all absolutely. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, speaking of our favorite space husbands, we have yet another Flix and Orca short. So this is yes, called yes, When yes. Thieves Drop By. All right. Hand over the money now. Oh, oh please, kind sir. Don't hurt us. We are but humble merchants. <laughs> take whatever you want. Seriously, please take whatever you want. Great stuff worth stealing. <laughs> take all of our hard-earned money. <laughs> any trouble, take this merchandise too. Here. This stuff is real. I love how Orca's like standing on this chair as well. Like we love a height difference. <laughs> so good so good they're like please just take everything we have but they're really just putting bricks in their hands <laughs> they're maniacal laughter again hey where did my brother go i know we came down just robbed us. He was standing right over there when he disappeared. <laughs> Where? Right over there. Right over there. Yeah, just a few steps to your right. There you go. Keep walking. You got it. You're on the right track, buddy. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> okay. So this one's also very good. Like, yeah. So you mentioned the thing about how you want like a little mini series of Flix and Orca. I think yeah. of Forky asks a question. That's exactly it. Like just three, exactly like it. three minute episodes, but like every episode they're getting robbed. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and they just do this to somebody and it's always like a new character and they have like a really interesting conversation but also like not every episode is like a robbery but like i just want to see them like making a sale to like a new customer like once once every episode like what new thing are they going to pull out of their their shop this this week and like who's yeah. buying it and why are they buying it and also like do they throw them down the little job of the hut latch you know Trap like, door. Yeah. yeah exactly so i just god i love these two so much they're just wonderful jim rash bobby moynihan you couldn't have picked two better people to play these characters for real for real and they work so well obviously both as great comedic minds individually but together they're like an absolute dream team and this is really another episode that feels just so classically flicks and orca and is the reason like this energy is the reason why i want more of them it's just there's they're such a great unit and the fact that they are both in on exactly what to do when a rubber comes by together and and how to kind of butter them up before they say saranara um before they say Bye bye. Um, <laughs> is pretty great, and um, again, this is another episode where the gag repeats itself at the very end. You get, yes. you get like the sneak peek of it, and I don't know something about that really works for me. So this is another one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, but while Flix and Orca are some of my faves, Niku, as we all know, is also one of my faves, and this episode features Niku and Gorgs and is called Niku's Reward. So let's get to it. You've been working hard, Niku. Lunch is on me. You can get whatever you want. <gasps> Gorgs, obviously. Gorgs. Oh, how I love those tasty little 
Oh, peep it. Peep, oh, peep it. <laughs> King. The blue one. Blue one, common rider. Oh, Nico's little smile. I love smile. our board dealer. Yeah, it's so happy. My lunch. My lunch. Now I have you. Or not. Or not. <laughs> so good. Oh, and of course he causes chaos. <laughs> All the screams and like the fruits being thrown. That's so good. But I think I have changed my mind. Would I really like to milk, please? <laughs> I know, BB. I could have hired a droid. Oh, okay. I have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on that. Okay, take it away, Sarah. Okay, so I could have hired a droid. First of all, that is exceptionally rude of BB-8 to be saying. Niku deserves respect and love. And nothing but respect and love. And to disrespect Niku is to disrespect me and my home and my family. And so... um. BB-8 is wrong. BB-8 is wrong because he could not have just hired a droid. Nobody has the special touch like Niku does, and nobody is more empathetic than Niku. Anyway, off my Niku high horse, what I think is so great about this particular short is that we really just get to see not the chaos itself, but the reaction to the chaos. Mm -hmm. And that's more exciting than the chaos itself because everybody's facial expressions and the way that they're cowering from all of the, the chaos is just so great and in you don't need a lot to understand what's going on in the other side like behind the camera on that moment and also i want to know where how do they import their bantha milk because uh, there are not banthas yeah on the colossus also it just hits different because we find out after season one that niku's parents are bantha herders <gasps> right so You're like right I oh gotta, my goodness i yes. gotta imagine that bantha milk is like a like a, a proud family tradition for him like his mom and dad probably made the best bantha milk in town and he was always oh. really excited to sip it out of his little cup growing up like you know his little water bottle and he's just like oh i want bantha milk now but i gotta say niku changing his mind about what he wants to eat so relatable like i am the type of person <laughs> that's like i'm gonna make like chicken like a really like complicated chicken dish tonight i finally get into it i'm like cooking everything i'm like oh no i burned the chicken i'm like you know what i just want to make cereal i'm just gonna have a bowl of cereal tonight it's fine oh my god you know like kitchen's really on fire sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know if it becomes too much effort and i just screw it up back to the back to the drawing board so i relate to deku there iconic so turning it over to our next short this one is dart and cover check this out tora <laughs> no applause, please. It's all in the wrist. Mm, it's all in, it's your all head. in the wrist. Oh, Niku's, that Niku comeback is, is so good. Such a supportive friend, just like standing there clapping. <laughs> oh, Bucket is up next. And Bucket's I like, I will take you back. Take your here. bets. <laughs> I love that Bucket is just an absolute king at darts. He's got his helmet in one hand, the darts in the other. <laughs> the way okay. that Anzi so casually threw up the pan and was like, I'm, I'm good here. I know what's up. She was ready. Like, that's not her first time that Bucket's done that to somebody. Like, Bucket is definitely one of those regulars that is always hustling somebody in, in Aunt Z's bar. <laughs> like, ready ready to make a move. And, like, 
he he's done that to people before absolutely like onzi's like ah here we go again yeah do you feel like onzi and bucket practice trick shots oh absolutely that's my new (laughs) headcanon that's a great idea actually (laughs) but like taurus comeback it's all in your head is so excellent like yeah i I just it's the banter is just so good yeah also i just want to make note of kaz's facial expressions in this one when he gets hit in the ass with the dart and he just goes yeah he just screams (laughs) it's just such a good close-up of kaz and he's like jumping around yeah like a frog more or less yeah all right, so our next short is called Unmotivated, and this one actually uh, gives us into the mind of Hype Phazon. So this is an exciting one. Hey, fellas, I think old R4G77 got a broken motivator or something. Can you take a look at him for me? Oh, R14, so, R4T77 levitates. He's a cutie. He's so cute. More flicks in Orca. Yes, and also this poor droid who's like, I don't want the motivator, no. <laughs> He's like, droid sentience is happening here. Uh-oh. Oh my god. <laughs> the way that we like momentarily see his bones is very funny. <laughs> and again, um, do, do you know the, my the favorite thing we're getting? The, the hype scream. Yeah. The <laughs> that and then the fact that we you know we love a droid ride um as <laughs> yes. we've talked about like three or four times like on the show this year <laughs> and flix is so casually laying about and orca is like dead oh my <laughs> and then gosh meanwhile, meanwhile hype is on is still at the front of the store like oh my god that is so perfect my son. i know i i am totally hype phase on i'm like the overprotective dad who's like what don't don't hurt my dog just just i know you're giving him a haircut but be careful with the scissors just don't snip the ear by accident you know just oh gosh i love that i i, I love that energy so much <laughs> but also like i love i love hyped scream and i know you mentioned it but i want to mention it again it's just so ridiculous <laughs> and is so perfectly hype yeah that it works you know donald Faison as part of this show is just amazing i would love to talk to donald Faison so badly true <laughs> donald true. if you're listening to this listen come on the pod <laughs> come on come on the pod all i'm saying all right so that takes us to our next short called the need for speed it's a great video game by the way a video game yeah it's a little driving game you get chased by the cops it's good stuff oh oh. i like how they i love how he says ladies and genarians (laughs) i love that we're getting all the aces another torah burn your torah is just full of good burns i know she she's i would love to like I'd love to just like go through the whole series and get a list of all her burns. I guess she just is really like not taking any crap from no one. Well, I love there too when she says that and she she revs her engines and it cuts to her engines like literally firing up, like literally visually saying burn. <laughs> burn. <laughs> Oh, got him. Queen. Oh, don't mind me. 
go on. Keep pretending like you know what y'all are doing. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna let you win this one, Hype. Oh, well, I better I just... give up then. Oh, what's this? Yeah. I think Captain Hype and coming on fast. Oh my god, oh my I, I love what the I love racing about... of this show so yes. much. And it's so colorful, and also like getting the crowd shots in this one is really fun too, because we get to see them all kind of like in their natural places in the market, just watching along casually, but also very interestedly, which is cool. Also, I love that Hype has a Naboo Starfighter decal on the side of a ship. I just noticed that. Yeah. That's so cool. classic hype phase on hyping himself up you know i just gotta say on this one it was it was a little bit of a longer one but i think yeah. it really just showcased the visuals of the show and the the vibe it was going for just like that you know you have this ace team that is just kind of always chilling on the colossus you know they have their ace room that they hang out in they're all very mm -hmm. close together and like the banter is so great like they've done this so many times to entertain this audience aboard the colossus and mm -hmm. I think that's part of why the Colossus is like so special. It's just this like really off the beaten path place where these like amazing races are happening. Right. And we even know that in the Star Wars Adventures comics that we are going to talk about on yes. Patreon. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so special. You just don't see a lot of racing in Star Wars. I would love a racing show. I love that Star Wars Resistance was that. But also like, where's my pod racing show at, folks? Let's let's do it. Let's get the guy who did Fast and Furious. I think it was Justin. Justin Lin, uh, get him to direct a pod racing TV show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that would be very interesting to watch happen. Yeah. I, if, if it ever, you know, if it ever somehow had canned into existence, like I'd be fascinated to see it, which brings us to yet another racing episode with the rematch. I'm helping you test the fireball boosters. That's all. Okay, I know I just said it was a racing episode and she's like it's not a race, but it's totally a race. And if I beat you, well, that be But you won't beat me, Kaz, because I'm helping you. <laughs> Kaz's look right there. Race, yeah, the bull that's power. Beat me. <laughs> I love how both their el helmets suit their styles so much and suit the kind of ships they're flying. Just follow the lead. Uh-oh. Tam's upset. <laughs> Niku's like, oh. Yeah, well, Tam has every right to be upset, too. Damn. Spinny, spinny. Loopy, loopy. Platforms ahead. You better pull up. I like how we've got yellow tails coming off of hers, and he's got blue tails kind of... Like, mm -hmm. the color is so dynamic with that. Yes. And that's one of the things I loved about the show specifically <laughs> is like the tail, like the tails. Like you don't really see that anywhere else in Star Wars. Like the very mm -hmm. just colorful, vibrant tail on these ships. And yeah. it gives them all their own personality. It's so wonderful. Also, we got that great Niku moment with the italicized, oh, <laughs> in this short. And then the whole thing falls apart. Iconic. <laughs> like another great visual gag that like only resistance can pull off. And yikes, Kaz, having problems with the ship yet again. I'm I'm not surprised. 
but I am disappointed. <laughs> Such a catastrophe. <laughs> Such a catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, catastrophes, our next short is called 60 Seconds to Destruction. So this sounds a little ominous, but we're going to hit play here. Okay, I still don't get why we all had to come along. We have to fly these missions together. Here comes our fuel shipment now. Um, we are in need of assistance. God, I love Tora's look so much, by the way. Like the little blue things on her on her cheeks. Mm-hmm. Right under her eyes. Just such a look. She's got right. such style. Yeah, and I love how you still see those features even with the helmet on. It's just, I don't know, it's just like a small detail that I love about the show and the character design. Freya is also great. Like, all these ace pilots are wonderful. And we get all of them in this episode, which, you know, we don't get a ton of them throughout the series. But the moments we do get of them working together, like this short, are so cool. Oh my god, like, Bo Keevil speaks. <laughs> Voiced by Dave Filoni, too. <laughs> Amazing. The music here also like the very the, the little bird jumping back like oh no too close still too close i love the little ding too just for mm -hmm. just for uh dramatic effects <laughs> yeah this was a fun one and it just kind of harkens back to my my point about how they're all so close so even though they are very competitive with each other they work as a team and they can overcome obstacles and save the day and we see that a lot too like when the Colossus gets attacked by the pirates and by the First Order, and uh, especially in season two, like yeah, when they're all flying together against like Tie Fighters, like I, I think sometimes I forget that that happened and like how cool those scenes were, but they were like amazing, and I just I love how even the shorts along with season one are setting up that dynamic so that later on it becomes even more important to their survival. So, also what I think is really cool is like this is a whole show about people working together ultimately for a common good and coming together as people and as a community that needs to rely on one another and really understanding the importance of that. And when we see that in these moments, I think it's really valuable, mm -hmm. which brings us to our last short of this small shorts collection. And this one is another one of my favorites. It is Buggles Day Out. I'll be back soon, Buggles. Cause too much trouble, okay? Oh, he'll be oh fine. well. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, not, Wait, what? Not even and he's a second. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is such a Kilo moment. Kilo's one of my dogs. Is that the same bird we saw from the last? Yes. It's always episode. hanging out there, yeah. Yeah, also four eyes. <laughs> Also, like, Buggles is really putting himself in a precarious situation that he's now dragged Kaz into. Like, Kaz could fall and die. The stakes are very high. <laughs> I love the little... I love the little paw. Paw? Buggles. <laughs> Buggles. 
<laughs> oh my god it's so good it's so good i love my chaotic king buggles yeah that reminds me of the uh isn't there also an episode in season two i believe where like kaz flies out in the fireball and like buggles is in the cockpit i think that might oh. be like i forget which one that is but there's one where like he's mm-hmm. in the cockpit and he's like oh god i brought buggles on this mission this like very important mission and i just love anytime buggles sneaks aboard places and <laughs> is not where he's supposed to be honestly the energy of buggles in this episode is just like tongue tongue out just vibes <laughs> that's what i wrote in my notes and honestly it it, it it tracks and also i have a question how does buggles fly the fireball better than kaz yeah I he, mean, he does fly a lot better than kaz which is kind of sad you think he would you think for he kaz could, do you think he could win an ace ace race buggles um no i think hype would ultimately beat him out but like the thing i think that maybe <laughs> works in buggles's favor is the fact that he has six legs yeah i do want to make note too that buggles is a vorpak who whose home world is naboo so like <gasps> did like padme no amadala have a vorpak growing up who knows who knows i would like to think so but that's just me well that about wraps it up sarah that's our final short here of the 12 that we watched so again if this is your first time watching these we hope you enjoyed them as much as we did and also if you're a familiar of the star wars resistance shorts we hope that you enjoyed revisiting them with us and hearing our reactions and some of our short commentaries about them because even though they are only a minute to two minutes there's still so many things to pull from them so many like small subtle moments and even more with some of the characters that we don't typically get to see on the show kind of like you said it's a slice of life of the Mm -hmm. colossus for uh for 12 different distinct episodes which is really really exciting and we love the colossus as our home yeah, each of them is really uh, unique, and I love there are a couple of recurring kind of character moments, um, and some of the ways the jokes play out, I think, is perfect, uh, that they're so short. And um, I wish we had gotten more of these for season two, but we have a whole season two as well, like the show itself. So it's not as if, you know, these 12 shorts are the whole show. So I'm glad we have so much resistance to enjoy, mm-hmm. these shorts included absolutely and speaking of so much resistance to enjoy again this is remembering resistance day weekend so there is a lot more to come in the days ahead and and we hope that you are able to share your love for the series all weekend long in whatever way that you see fit and we'll be so excited to see uh, what people come up with online so again make sure to use the hashtag remembering resistance and uh, even tweet at us and let us know what you're doing and what you're creating and we are happy to give it a boost because this is a really special day that star wars fans can rally around so very exciting stuff yes the resistance community sticks together absolutely we're like team colossus we are united (gasps) as one love that i love that for us well if you want to see what we're up to this weekend you can find sarah and i on twitter letterboxd and goodreads and you can also find the podcast on twitter instagram and youtube Make sure where you listen to subscribe to the show so all of our new Resistance episodes this weekend drop into your podcast feed. And again, that includes two interviews and a retrospective looking back at the series. And if you have a couple extra minutes in your day and you enjoy any of the episodes that we've put out uh, in the past or this weekend, please leave us a written review wherever you listen because it helps other folks find the show and join the Star Wars discussion. 
We also have a Patreon where tiers start at just a dollar and our patrons help keep the show running. We are so grateful for them. And they are Amy, Anna, Brian, Cheryl, Deborah, Donnie, Elegy, Jesse, Jen, Knights of Ren, Huang, Levi, Lindsay, Lucy, Marie, Claire, Neil, Rachel, Sarah, Saber Bouquet, Sky Talkers, Travis, and T. We are grateful for you. And thanks for coming and joining us on Remembering Resistance Day and the Weekend. Absolutely. So thank you all once again. And until next time, Team Colossus out.